everyone, welcome back to Roll With It. Um, this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about Selena Gomez's documentary, My Mind and Me, on Apple TV. And the reason why I want to do, like, a whole episode covering it is because I think it's a very important um, documentary to watch, and, yeah, so I'm gonna be giving my thoughts, my opinions, my take on things, um, just a heads up, spoilers are coming up, but first I just want to thank everyone for their support, I was in my local newspaper, and there's an article written about me, which you can go to my link tree and it's linked on there or go to starcareer.com. But yeah, um, I just want to say thank you to everyone and thank you to Susan for interviewing me and being such a great support through this whole thing. But now that I said that, let's get into my thoughts about this documentary because it's very I have very many thoughts and I watched it once on Friday when it came out and then I watched it again last night to write to type out my thoughts uh, so it's a little bit more cohesive and less scattered brain Um, so let's just get into it. So my first thought was the title, My Mind and Me. I think that's so genius because at the end of the day, we are just ourselves with our mind to ourselves, if that makes sense. And I just love that title. It's so simple, but yet so, like, deep and thoughtful, and I love it. Um, yeah. Um, she looks absolutely gorgeous throughout this whole documentary and so naturally beautiful, beautiful inside and out. But yeah, um, I just think she's stunning. I think the cinema photography in this documentary looks so amazing and the voiceover she does is so effective and deep about getting the message across. I loved it so much, it felt so personal, and yeah. And her yelling my vagina, like, (laughs) in the beginning, I just love that so much. I don't know why, but I love it. I love it, I'm here for it, I stand it. Um, Her explaining how she loves her outfit, but doesn't think it suits her, it's so relatable. I've had this so many times where I see a cute shirt or a cute dress, but I don't like it on me because I don't think it fits me right. And I saw like a clip of an interview that she did with Zane Lowe where she was like, I don't feel like that anymore because my body is my body. I'm not quite there yet, but I hope to get there someday. But I related to it so much. And like, 
it um yeah touched me um her crying and criticizing herself and having the fear of letting others down is something i relate to so much it's so sad when she's like they want me to release the song with justin but why am i by myself not good enough and like I felt that so much and it was so heartbreaking to watch and like I'm going to be saying I relate so much like a hundred times so bear with me but it was just so like heartbreaking and showed like the true um nature of being a celebrity. Seeing her take her blood pressure backstage it's so refreshing to see as someone who deals with health issues. It makes me feel seen because with celebrities' health issues, you don't really see that part, which is fair because it's none of our business. But I think seeing someone like Selena Gomez take her blood pressure humanizes her even more. And, like, I relate to that feeling so much of taking your blood pressure and you're just there awkwardly waiting for it. Like, that, I don't know why I love it so much. It's just, it's so good. Um, um, seeing her interact with fans is so cute. So we see a little glimpse uh glimpses of her interacting with fans and you can tell that she's genuine and she loves her fans and she loves every one of her fa fans and she makes them feel like you're excuse me just like talking to a friend like that's just so like you don't see that very often the paparazzi in this it's so overwhelming. I couldn't even imagine being her. So throughout this documentary, um, you see like paparazzi and you hear news like clips of news like playing about her. And it overwhelmed me. And I was like, I couldn't imagine being the one actually having to deal with all that like i don't know i get overwhelmed in the school cafeteria so to have paparazzi yelling your name and yelling you invasive questions and like not giving you space and like chasing you through a city i i don't know how celebrities don't lose it like honestly um like it's like, um, so, like, I have respect, um, her saying it's hard to be a fucking woman is so true, like, it's hard to be a woman, like, that simple statement is, like, I don't know, because it's true, it's hard to be a woman, it's hard to be a woman in any workspace, but I noticed it especially with like artists and celebrities and like actors and actresses. Like women constantly have to change their style, change their 
looks change their style music change their um movie genre like all of that to stay relevant and men can wear the same 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 stuff and do the same type of music which it's fine it's just like so misogynistic and so hard and like I thought her saying that was like true um I couldn't even imagine finding out my daughter was in a mental institution through TMZ because her mom Mindy finds out that Selena is put into a mental hospital for a psychosis episode through TMZ. Like, they call her and, like, do you have any comments what's going on? And she didn't even know. And that's, like, heartbreaking to me. That, like, I... That would be so scary. A similar thing happened to Demi Lovato's mom where, like, Demi was ambulance to a hospital and almost died and her mom found out through the news and that's just like terrible like I could imagine finding out your loved one is in either danger or whatever through the tv or through like a media outlet um the next one is I deeply related to the quote where she said, I don't know if this is word for word, but she basically says, how do I breathe my own breath? Because you can be breathing, but how do you actually breathe your own breath where you, like, enjoy it? That's how I took it. Like, we go on the third breathing every day but are we actually breathing or breathing because we have to not because we want to and I thought that was so powerful like that imagery and stuff um I love her discussing the conflict of being scared or not wanting help but also wanting help like especially for mental illness you want it to go away you want help but also you don't want help because you're embarrassed which you shouldn't be because mental health is a part of human life but it just i went through those stages and then i found myself being like well i'm such a big advocate for mental health but yeah I don't want to get help, like, that's hypocritical, like, you know, and I just thought that was so honest of her. You're going to be hearing the same, like, three phrases throughout this, so I'm sorry. Um, I thought it was, um, interesting when she said, the more you learn about it, the less scary it is. That's what her mother told her when she was scared of thunderstorms and got her book to learn about how thunderstorms work. And I thought about it, and that's so true. Like, when you hear a phrase like you have anxiety 
or depression. It's very scary. And not everyone like this, but when I find myself learning more about it, I feel more at ease because I'm like, oh, that explains it. Or, oh, that it's normal if that happens. You know what I mean? And I just thought that was so powerful and, like, what I need to, like, remind myself. And also, like, I think her cousin, Priscilla, is so special. Like, so special. And then I think... I think the scene where Selena's at her old school and she doesn't have her driver's license yet. She doesn't say, I'm Selena Gomez. She just said, I'm Selena. Which is so humble because not that it's a bad thing, but I feel like a lot of celebrities use their names as lovers and not saying it's a bad thing. But I thought that was interesting. And it's something she does a lot. Like, when she introduces herself, for the most part, she doesn't, especially towards the fans, she doesn't say, hi, I'm Selena Gomez. She says, hi, I'm Selena, what's your name? Like, she's very, like, humble in that regard. And I just thought that was so interesting and so, like, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. Um... Her visiting her child neighborhood is so sweet, especially when she goes visits the older lady, um, Joyce, that baked her cookies and let her play with the dollhouse. And I, I think it's especially um sweet when they're bonding over their health issues. And even when Joyce is like, yeah, I broke my ankle or sprained my ankle. And Selena kneels down and, like, looks at her ankle and, like, kind of, like, touches it. Like, I think that's just so sweet. And, like, so, like, I don't know. It's just so, like, it pulled at my heartstrings. I love her talking to herself through the voiceover. So whenever she does the voiceover, it's not like she's talking to us. She's talking to herself, which I think is incredibly special. And I have yet to watch the entire Zane Lowe interview, which I probably should have done before doing this, but that's okay. And I wonder if, like, that was, like, um, audio recordings or, um, journal entries or what. Because it was just so personal and raw. And, like, yeah. So, this next part. I want to put a disclaimer by saying, I don't know Selena. I don't know Selena's friends. I don't know their dynamic. I'm just observing what I see, and maybe I'm wrong, but we're just going to go through a few things with her friends, more so Raquel, because Raquel rubbed me in the wrong way. I The first thing that made me kind of pissed off was when Raquel walks into the hotel room, 
And she doesn't even look or say hi to Selena. She kind of just, like, brushes her off. And, like, Selena's like, hi, Raquel. And Raquel's like, hi. And Selena's like, okay. Like, I don't know that rubbing in the wrong way. And then, like, um, when they're in Kenya and, and Raquel says to this one lady that says, her son's 21 and cute. Raquel says that Selena is into younger guys. And I find that weird. And maybe that's a friend thing, but I feel like in the clip, Selena felt it was like unnecessary. And that's the way I felt. It felt a little passive aggressive to me, but maybe I'm re reading way into this. And the biggest thing that irritates me so extremely is Raquel not understanding Selena's health issues, her lupus. Um, before I get to that, though, another thing in Kenya is the conversation between her and Selena is very weird and pushy. Like when um, Selena's like, I feel at peace here. I want to come here more. I want to be here. And she, Raquel's like, this isn't your reality. It's their reality, but it's not your reality. It just seems like she's very much invalidating Selena's feelings. And again, maybe I'm looking way into it, but that's the way it seems. And then the last thing that kind of pisses me off is um, when when um, when Selena, when they're in London and Selena doesn't want to go to a birthday dinner because she's tired and has to work the next day. And Raquel gets mad and says she's, like, ungrateful for her job. And that made me mad because Raquel has seen her through her roughest time with her health. And to say that is a little bit weird. Like, as someone who suffers from a disability and chronic pain, chronic illness, I relate to Selena so much. Like... Just because I was able to do all this doesn't mean I can go to a birthday party when I have work the next day. And even so more, that means I should rest because I'm tired before I break and, like, end up in the hospital again. I don't understand why it's so hard for Raquel to, like, wrap her mind around when she's someone who has been by Selena's side throughout the whole thing so I don't understand that and it just makes me mad and it's ableist it's so ableist I just want to like I don't know and nothing against Raquel it just seems very weird and the fact that she's an executive producer or whatever on it instead of just like a appearance by it's just a little bit weird, but I don't know their friendship. And I feel like people seem that Raquel 
orchestrated the whole Haley and Selena reunion thing. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think Selena wanted it done. I think Haley wanted it done. I don't think it was like a weird thing and like I I don't believe that. Um but I don't I don't know. To move on from Raquel because like yeah, just to move on um from Raquel um Okay. My favorite thing she says is that her struggling thoughts doesn't make her faulty, weak, or less than. It makes her human. And that struck chord with me so much because it's like, yeah, your mental health struggles, your intrusive thoughts, you, I don't know, you maybe almost making a mistake that you shouldn't have. It doesn't make you less than. It doesn't make you less worthy. It doesn't make you sinful. It makes you human. And that is such, like, a powerful statement. And, like, so true when you think about it. Like, so smart and true and, like, amazing. Um, let's see. Um... I love how she doesn't trash Justin or Haley, but instead that says that it was the best thing that happened to her. What I mean by this is I think people were expecting her to like go hard on Justin and Haley and maybe she does have those clips because it would be valid. But also I think in hindsight when she has the context and stuff, I think she's like, is it really, I feel like people thought we were going to get, like, a typical, like, celebrity pop icon, like, documentary, and she was just going to talk about the drama surrounding that, but no, instead we got a beautiful mental health um, documentary, and I think that's a lot more important than what happened, like, ten years ago. Um, her getting a stomachache because of anxiety is something that I relate to so heavily, because whenever I get anxiety, I feel like I'm about to, like, throw up, and, like, I get hot, and she got hot, and I'm like, I see myself so much, and, like, it just made me feel validated, I guess, in a weird way. I don't know if any of this makes sense. In Kenya, she seems so at peace there. Seeing her talk and listening to the students at the school, it's very touching. So, like, I just think the way she interacts with fans or, like, people is so interesting and so like so unlike any celebrity i've ever seen like even when she goes to her old house she knocks on the door says hi i'm selena this was my old childhood room can i look through it she's not like hi i'm selena i'm a pop star like no she 
so human. She asks how you're doing. She asks about whatever. And I just love that. That's just so refreshing to see in a celebrity. Um, uh, let's see. I very much understand her saying she doesn't feel good enough to advocate or speak up about things. Because I often, excuse me, I often feel like this. I'm often like, am I really the right person to be speaking on this? I want to speak on this, but am I the right person? Am I good enough? Am I the right role model? Am I blah, 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 blah. And, like, her, who was it, someone said, like, you having these thoughts and you going through these things are the exact reason why you should be the one speaking on it. It's, like, so, like, it made me, it was, it was like, therapy for me. I felt like, oh, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And as Madison Deer once said, like, if you're having trouble with yourself, talking down to yourself, thinking you're not good enough, talk to yourself like you're talking to a friend or a stranger. And that helps so tremendously. And I feel like it it applies here um, so much. Um... The interviewer, so after the dinner with, not dinner, but breakfast with Raquel, and she goes on a day of press, and there's this one interview that pissed me off, and she was so rude. She was asking Selena all these great questions, and she asked Selena, like, you're doing, you're like a producer, you're a songwriter, you're a singer, you're an actress. What uh, else would you like to pursue? And she says, philanthropy. And the interviewer's like, okay, bye, thanks. Like, that's so rude. Like, I'm not an interviewer, and I can imagine it would be nerve-wracking and I know in Europe they can be kind of abrupt and stuff but that was just so rude and dehumanizing and like I I just can't wrap my mind around that like I would never treat someone like that especially like a celebrity like that was so rude um but yeah I just think and I appreciate Selena showing that side of being a celebrity because all we see are the interviews and the little segments that come out of those things, but we don't see the behind the scenes and how that celebrity actually really feels about the questions they're asking and the way they get treated. So that's very interesting. Um, it hit me when she said, quote, she smiles when everyone is looking, but cries when she's alone. 
And I related to this so much because in my town, in my family, I'm known as a girl who always smiles, who always has a positive attitude, and it's very exhausting. And I feel like Selena kind of has that um, conceived notion about her that she's a positive person and that she's a happy-go-lucky, nice girl, um, uh, smiles all the time, and, like, she is nice, but, like, she also has bad days, and, like, she feels like she can't show that side because it, um, it will disappoint everyone around her, and that's something I relate to so heavily. Um, medical setbacks are so devastating and scary. I appreciate that she touches on it. So, like, she gets her lupus kind of, her lupus flared up again because she was in remission, and then it flared up again. And it kind of shows, like, the, the, like, her being scared of having it again and having these symptoms again and kind of feeling defeated and like i've been there so many times especially in the past like two years i've been there so many times that like it's it can be hard and scary and devastating and frustrating and um her showing that was like true and like so like great that she's raising awareness to all this stuff um i love when she says i always feel better when i have answers because even though it's not true for everyone for me i need an answer for everything i need a name for everything I need a diagnosis for everything, so I feel at ease, so I know it's something, so I can know where I can go from there, so they know what medicines they can put me on, and like that, like I say that all the time, and I feel like her saying that, um, I just love it so much, um, I love that she touches on how medicine is good, but also can be rough on the body. Because I feel this so heavily because, like, I love modern-day medicine. If it weren't for modern-day medicine, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I love it, but it is it can be very rough and very tasking on the body and have all these crazy symptoms and make your symptoms worse and like have all these crazy side effects and people don't really talk about that or they just talk about that and not the good part of medicine and i appreciate her touching on both of those um i relate to the feeling of feeling like you're not doing enough. Like, whenever I'm in my bed watching TV, I'm like, right now I could be advocating for S, Y, and Z. Right now I could be wearing 
raising awareness. Right now, I could be blah, 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 blah. And it's also like, Petra, you need you time. You, you can't take care of everyone else if you're not taking care of. And, like, that saying, like, you put your gas mask on for oxygen mask on first before your child. Like, because you can't do it if you're not, if you can't breathe. Like, that, I know that, but I don't feel that all the time. And her saying that is, like, so impactful and made me feel not alone. So, okay, I'm going to type on her tell for the last time because I did not see this. She told Raquel her calling of staying in Kenya, and Raquel invalidated it, but yet Raquel was like, don't, you don't always step into what you want to do. So they're playing like a game. Finish the sentence and Raquel said, you know, I think what sets you back is you don't always step into what you want to do. And like, I see that and that can be true, but I find it like weird that like back in Kenya, she was convincing her that what she wanted to do wasn't what she wanted to do, but yet she's like, you don't step into what you want to do. That was interesting, but I don't know. Okay, the the interaction with her childhood friend is so cute. Like that scene, seeing her friend, her childhood friend's daughter like scream when she realizes it's Selena and like run through the house like I don't know that just warmed my heart so much I just I I I just I yeah I had no words and um for my final thoughts um her cousin Priscilla is a queen. We love her. We stand her. We cherish her. Love her. And I'm so proud of Selena. Selena's the strongest, most amazing person um, I know. And I just love her. I love what she's doing with her platform. Talking more about mental health. Raising awareness. Showing the real honest truth. This wasn't like to make people feel bad for her or make her look good or whatever. This was just her honest truth, and I love that. Selena's the queen, and the song, My Mind and Me, is my song. It literally is, like, if I had to pick a song for, like, my life, this is the song, and it's very heartbreaking, but also, like, very relatable. And, yeah, I just, this is a very long episode, probably the longest that I've ever put out. But I just felt like this was a very important um, topic to cover. 
and something I'm very passionate about. And I wasn't planning on doing this until I watched it for the first time. I'm like, I just want to talk about this, but I can't fit all my thoughts into one post. Like, I just have to do a podcast episode on it. And so I watched it for the second time so I would have, like, detailed notes to go through. And, yeah, I'm just so excited about this next chapter I'm in, about this podcast, about schools, about um, everything I have officially applied to the U of I. I think I told you that last week. And, um, Blackhawk College, I think I told you that already, but I'm so excited. And, like, um, yeah, I'm just so grateful for everyone who is listening now and who has encouraged me to keep on doing this. And I was kind of nervous to start this podcast because I wasn't sure if I would actually, like, follow through and do it. But we're, we're, um, we're six episodes in and going strong. And I'm so very excited and for the future and what I can do with this platform and have amazing guests on. I have, um, so many fun plans ahead and I just cannot wait but yeah I hope you guys enjoyed this episode let me know if this is something you like um I um make sure to follow this podcast on Instagram and TikTok at rollwithit.podcast and make sure to follow me Petra on Instagram, Petra underscore Petty underscore 17. And if you have any business opportunities, sponsorships, guest ideas, if you want to be a guest, question, anything like that, my email is podcast one at gmail.com. And I truly Hope you enjoy this episode, and I hope you have a great week. And I'll I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.